This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. What is your name? Kendra Spiker. I have heard rumors that you may be attending a certain event in early November called Vegas Dance Explosion, hosted by Doug and Jackie Miranda. Have you been to Vegas Dance Explosion before? Not at all. Well, then I think this is a great opportunity for Megan and myself to answer some of your questions about the event. What are your thoughts going into Vegas Dance Explosion for the very first time this year? Mainly, I'm just, I'm very excited. Um, But it's also a little nerve-wracking because I don't usually travel by myself. Normally, I travel with family or with my classmates. And so this is kind of, I'm on my own. And um, I've been trying to make reservations, trying to buy tickets, and mainly just figuring out what the event is going to be like. But I'm just very excited for it. Okay, doke. Uh, what are some things that you are predicting for the event, and what do you have no idea what to expect about regarding the event? I'm predicting that there's going to be a lot of learning. Um, I'm betting that I probably won't know too many of the dances there. I already know all of the ones that we learn in club, but that's about it. Um, something that I have no idea what it, what to expect is probably time management, figuring out when to leave each room, when to go to the next room, what time I'm going to be sleeping, because sleeping and eating is important for daily functions, and um, just figuring out where to go at what time. Okay. What are your thoughts on time management, Megan? Well, the nice thing about all events, but this event especially, is that they give you a calendar, basically a breakdown of each day saying from this time to this time, and it's typically about an hour, so guesstimate about a 50-minute class, essentially. Um, and in this room, this room, this room, and this room, the list who the instructor is and what dance they're teaching. So you can go through and mark down like the ones that you like that you've heard of before or instructors that you want to take a class from because you got a recommendation about them. Um, and you can tally or mark or X or star or some kind of notation saying that you want to go to those classes. So then you can kind of look and see, okay, so I have two straight hours of classes and then I have a break for an hour and then two straight hours of classes. This is what I'm going to rest. This is what I'm going to get my eat, you know, food and whatnot. The other thing to remember is Doug and Jackie are really cool about getting um, a food vendor inside the lobby area. So there will be um, a breakfast, like basically like a little cafe kind of style. Um, and then it also changes over for lunchtime as well. So you can get food as uh, needed. Um, one of the things I know I like to do is I like to pack some type of little snack and bring it with me into the classes so that like if there's a moment in between the different lessons that are going on, I can like nibble on a granola bar or something like that. Um, the sleeping part I haven't quite mastered yet because I have severe FOMO and I don't want to miss out on anything. So I tend to try and stay awake as much as possible. Um, I am, however, notorious in at Vegas, at least, of sleeping through my dinner break and just bringing food with me into the main ballroom during social dancing. That's kind of how I play it. All right. What are some other questions that you have about this six-day massive event with dances from all over the world and instructors and choreographers from all over the world? 
So something that I heard is that you can take something called a technique class, and I'm just wondering what sorts of things you learn in that class, um, how useful is it to dancers, and is it worth time? Okay, so this is definitely... How do I put this? You might get a different answer from Chris, so I'm intrigued to hear what he says. Um, I believe that technique is a great asset to any dancer. It's going to give you more range of movement, more flexibility, uh, more control, and a better understanding of your body as you're moving through dance, which gives you a greater tool in expressing yourself. So some of the things that they'll talk about is foot placement. Some things they'll talk about is arm placement. They'll talk about like holding your shoulders. I know one year Kat did, um, as a cat, cat painter did a technique class on turns and she broke down how to properly do certain kind of turns like a step pivot or a quarter turn and a full turn and so that you're doing it safely and accurately and as you get more and more confident with it it just becomes more natural so it's it comes down to it I think it looks prettier in my personal opinion um and uh, another time, she actually, Cat uh, Painter taught a body roll workshop. So she taught you how to isolate the movement through your body. I know we were very fortunate, Christopher and myself, the first year I went to Vegas, we had Guyton Mundy and Roy Hadishiroto teach a isolation class and they do all the tutting and so like from the fingertips to the shoulder kind of movement. And so it's really cool. There's such a range of technique stuff that you can learn that can definitely improve your dancing. I would love to hear what Chris thinks. Thorough answer. Do you know folks who will be at the event? No. Hmm. Dolly. Oh, Dolly. Dolly will be there. That's right. Dolly's going. <laughs> Otherwise, I haven't heard of anyone else who I know. Now, when you when you meet up with people for the first time, what tends to be your approach? Like, what what are you expecting as far as uh, how you will be interacting with these new dancers? I mainly expect dancers are friendly. Everyone who I've met so far who's a dancer is very friendly and very outgoing. Um, so I'm hoping to make a lot of new friends. Um, but I'm also not just there to make friends. I'm there to learn new dances, learn new skills. Um, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah they have uh, partner dance uh, classes as well. The uh, West Coast Swing with John Lindo uh, classes are really just a unique treat in the line dance world. You usually don't get a lot of partner dance uh, classes. Where do you see yourself mostly hanging out? Uh, in the you know, beginner three lessons per hour room or you know, the crazy 96 count, all the weird stuff with the arms and hips and bones? Um, or more the partner dancing, the technique rooms, where do you see yourself as a first-timer feeling most comfortable? Do you, do you think you'll be in one place in particular, or are you going to go for a balance? I think I might try out a technique class. That sounds pretty cool. Um, for the most part, I think I will be trying to learn intermediate dances. I haven't been an e- intermediate line dancer for too long, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to try. If my brain needs a break, I might go and hang out in the beginner classes. I might go and watch some advanced, but I probably won't try them at all. And um, as for partner dancing, it's something that I've tried in the past and didn't particularly like, but 
if I meet someone who's really dying to try it and they need a partner, I might go ahead and do that. Now, I'm actually curious uh, to ask you something. Since you've done Zumba before and you've, I believe, instructed Zumba, in addition to time management, there's a huge component to this event of energy management. How do you stay hyped for six days straight? And I know that Megan and I have uh, you know, our, our list of tips that uh, we'll be pulling up a little bit later. What do you do to, to stay into a one-hour class and keep everybody on board with you? And uh, what do you think you'll be applying to keep yourself in the game for six days? For me, I think song choice is a big part of it. I really have to like the song. I think that another part of it, though, is that you're not doing a super high-energy dance every single time. You're kind of pacing yourself. You maybe do one high-energy, a medium-energy, a low-energy, and then go back up to high. You don't want to wear yourself out um, in the first day or two. Um, So that's probably mainly what I'm going to do, and I'm... I'm not going to try to learn too many dances. I find that um, sometimes when I try to learn too many, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm just getting annoyed with myself. And so I think that if I get to that point, I'll probably take a time to step out and just watch. Do you anticipate that you'll be doing any homework in advance of the event and learning any dances that they'll be doing there? Or do you think you'll just kind of go in with an open mind and try to follow things as you find them? Um, I might do a little bit of homework. I'm mainly just hoping that puzzle pieces will fall into place when I get there. But I think I'm definitely going to try and look up a calendar of events to sort of do a little bit of planning as to where I want to go first. Is there any questions that you can think of that since we've been there a few years in a row now that you would want to ask us? Um, what what are the lessons that you guys enjoy the most that you guys are able to pick up the easiest? Oh, that's tricky. That's tri- that's that's really really tricky because um, it depends on the dance and it depends on the instructor. Um, I highly recommend taking any lesson from Joe Thompson Zamansky. Period. At least once. She's such a great teacher. I remember the first year I went, I learned Keep It Grooving from her, which is um, at least an intermediate, if not higher. And I was struggling with some other dances for sure. But the way she broke that one down, I was able to like really, really retain. Um, And she's just got such a high positive energy that you just can't help but like want to stay at that same level with her. as for dances, it, it's kind of like what you said. It's The music really just has to speak to me. And the more I like the song, the more I will fight for the dance. And as it, as it comes, what I've learned is the more you learn, the more you're able to pick up faster. So, like, you're going to hear jazz box. You're like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that is. I know, you know, exactly how to do that. Uh, but then you're going to hear something else where you're like, you want me to What? And so, like, you'll break it down, but then all of a sudden it'll be in your tools um, of knowledge. So I actually, as of late, I've been taking, I'm trying to think of which classes I took, for instance, like at Windy City. Um, I know I was in Carrie's class. I was in The Bounce with Joe and Scott, so that was cool. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of all over the place with the... The energy level, I know a lot of the, I call them the I feel pretty dances. Um, I love to sit in and listen to and watch. Um, I really enjoy 
Amy's choreography, Amy Bailey's. Um, I think she's come a hugely long way in the last few years that I've been following her choreography. And her dances have become a lot easier for me to make sense of. Um, it's almost a, a more natural flow. Like, oh, naturally I would step to the side here because that's just what my body wants to do. And um, she has some really good, fun music tastes. So I would definitely recommend those. At least, I don't know, what kind of dances uh, inspire you and you pick up really easily? Part of it is the music. I would agree with that. I, I find that I need an incentive to take and then stay in the lesson. And I have had the experience of, like, say, you know, locally, if I, if I go to some class and it, it, what's being taught is not something I would have independently done homework to go learn, then you know, I'll go through the steps just so I'm not that one guy glaring while everybody else is dancing and I'm like staring at my shoes or something like no I'll do I'll do the lesson but I'm gonna let it go like I need to want to do the dance first and what tends to make me want to do the lesson and like have that in my body is the music definitely but also if there's something like a hook something that they do in their demo that makes me think I want to know what it feels like to do that weird thing that I've never done before or hit that one spot in the music that like fits like a key in a lock and you know you see other other dances maybe there's a song that you love and you 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 watch three or four different videos of people who choreograph dances to them and none of them seem like they fit they're not hitting stuff they're not you know acting out the lyrics or whatever it is that you know makes you drawn to one particular dance for that song so when you do find that dance you want to express the emotion of that song in their chosen steps for the dance. That's what makes me want to take that class, keep it, and dance it. Because really, what, what makes you keep that dance is how often you do it. You know, how often you, quote, practice it. Which really is just dancing it. Do you want to dance it? Even the ones that we've tried to practice and keep, if we don't really like them that much and we're just doing it on principle or something... You know, we, we find those slipping more quickly than the ones we love and you know, can't wait to dance again. I know that you have places to be. Uh, are, are there additional questions that you have for us before we take our stretch break and uh, resume with our giant list of tips and tricks later? I don't think so. I think that we're just going to go see how it goes. I think it'll be a lot of fun and I think it'll be a very worthwhile experience. Thank you, guys. Thank you for, for taking the time and uh, sitting and chatting with us. Uh, we will take our break right now. And when we come back, we'll have all sorts of tips for the first time Vegas Dance Explosion attendee. We'll catch you in a few. And we are back. Online Dance Podcast with Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez. And we have opened up our giant document of Vegas prep tips that we started the other night. Just anticipating everything that the newcomer to Vegas Dance Explosion might need. So we will be going down the line and elaborating on some of our bullet-pointed items as we deem fit. First, and completely out of order, 
Be sure you have room supplies before you leave. It is a very long walk between the ballrooms and the bedrooms, and if you want to walk back for anything, it is a trek. And you'll probably miss a couple of dances at least. Thoughts on this? No, you pretty much summed it up. Great. Next, stay at the host hotel. I don't know where else there is to stay, really. Uh, I've never gone anywhere but the Westgate for Vegas, so I can't give you any recommendations. So when it comes to this particular situation, um, first of all, Vegas has tons of hotels to stay in. This is one of the few events that you and I for sure have always stayed stayed at the host hotel. We've never stayed at a separate hotel. Um other events we certainly have, and they have their own stories. Um, but here we always stay at the Westgate. Um, the trek alone between the ballroom, through the casino lobby, through all the shops down that hallway is indeed a trek itself that I couldn't imagine staying somewhere else and having to then also leave the hotel and drive somewhere or get an Uber or whatever. Um that's certainly one of those things that I highly recommend staying at the host hotel with this particular event. Now, the good thing about what we're going to cover mostly is this is can be used at, for the most part, any event. We're just gearing it towards some of the specialties of Vegas itself. So keep that in mind that a lot of this can be used at any event. All right. Now, it has been asked what to wear at this event. People are coming from country bars, never been to one of these major circuit events. What would you recommend for the ladies and the men's? Um, I recommend anything that's comfortable and feels good on you. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend your most comfortable pair of shoes. If those are sneakers, you can get little socks uh, or slipper things that, to put on them um, at the event that can actually add to the so that you can turn and smooth or whatever so you're not stuck. Um, if you are most comfortable in cowboy boots, just keep in mind that this is a dance floor. It's not a country bar. Um, it's not going to have the same cushion and give and on top of that this is something where you know you want to keep in mind the people around you as well aren't probably used to as much stomping um that we are in country bars and stuff like that um i know i've done jeans and nice comfy pants and tank tops and t-shirts and then like at the at night, I've kicked it up a notch and gone with more of a dressier look. Um, it's really whatever's the most comfortable for you because you got to keep in mind, not only are you going to be moving and grooving in this, but it's going to be six days of it. And you really, really, I can't stress enough, have to take care of your feet the most. But you don't want things that are going to be miserable to move in after four or five hours of dancing because you want this to be the best experience possible. Um, you will notice if you're coming from somewhat of a country scene, there's not a whole lot of country style out there. Um, most of the people are going to be in, like, I would say my parental age, meaning like they could be my parents or older. 
they're retired, so they get to travel all over the world as much as they do and get to go to these events. So you're not going to see a whole lot of like Daisy Dukes. It's not going to be kind of the style that the girls wear. <laughs> um, so just keep that in mind. If that's what's most comfortable you, for you, by all means, please wear it. Have fun. But just keep in mind that that's not the traditional look of what uh, most people wear at these kind of events. Um, I know I like to wear a lot of the, um, the choreographer's t-shirts. So they will be selling them there. A lot of them will sell them there. So I would bring in a little bit of extra cash in case you really, really find an instructor that you like and they have merchandise for you to buy. Um, Keep that in mind. That's something that you can then wear later on that week if you want. Um, There's tons of shoe vendors. I highly, highly recommend trying on any and all of the shoes available to you in your size and the styles, Um, especially for ladies. You're going to have a hard time. I I apologize in advance. But um, you'll learn that there's a different flexibility with the soft soles or the suede sold shoes than with your traditional um, regular street shoes, your running shoes, or even your cowboy boots. It's something to try it on, see how it feels. Um, they have uh, heeled sandals there as well for the ladies and for guys. I know they have a couple different styles as well. Um, I don't know. Other than that, just, again, be as comfortable as possible. What about you? Any recommendations? Uh, I used to give a, a pair of pants two days where I would wear a pair and then, you know, after it's thoroughly soaked with sweat, let it dry for a day and switch into another pair and then go back to the first one later. And at this point, if I can swing the under seat bag and the uh, carry on overhead bag, I, I am most comfortable in one new pair of pants per day because you're dancing especially in Vegas that has the line dance lobby, you're dancing all day and for several hours in the evening and you will soak those pants and maybe you get used to your own scent and you know, you don't notice that the jeans are starting to turn into kind of like a stale water stagnantness um, that other people are definitely detecting. Well, I am fortunate in that I can detect it just fine myself, and I don't like it. So I change into my other whatever shirt or top layer or bottom layers uh, as often as I can. Before, I considered it more of a luxury. Now I'm thinking it's more of a necessity for the folks around you to have the best possible event that they can have. So if you can spare another you know pair of pants that you feel comfortable in, uh, definitely pack at least... Two, do not think that your jeans will carry you all six days. They're going to get a little worn. Um, also, I danced my first year in cowboy boots. It was okay. I, however, did not anticipate that I would be taking a class like, say, Skinny Love, uh, which is slow and pretty and has sweeps and a lot of movements I wasn't used to at country bars because that was my big... My first big event was Vegas Dance Explosion, and I showed up in belt with buckle and jeans and boots and hat and plaid and cape. cape. I don't even know if I was wearing... I think I was wearing sweatproof t-shirts by then, so at least I was that prepared. But um, I 
I really thought I was going to be doing the scuffing and the kicking and and the stomping and all that and the jumping around. I didn't know my feet wanted during other lessons to do other movements that my boots were prohibiting. So I would recommend that, yes, if you are most comfortable in boots, definitely pack them, but also consider other options that give you more um, flexibility in your ankles. Uh, If you have slogans on your shirt, this is just a a matter of personal taste. But I know that when you go to some country bars, there are very divisive slogans that, you know, proclaim your feelings on one matter or another. And when you go to the events beyond the bars, nobody that I've seen does that. And there isn't really a need for that loud of a message. Um, everyone just kind of dances as one, you know, it might sound unrealistic or cheesy or something, but for real, like we are all just one big team. Once we get out there, uh, even when people are wearing different instructor shirts, we still all love all of them. It's just, we could only wear one shirt at a time. So definitely consider yourself like a member of the overall community when choosing what you display, uh, to others, in 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 that attire also uh bling there's lots of bling if you don't have bling but you want some you should check out the vendors i can definitely recommend um anything like you know how john has super jmart if you see any tables that catch your eye it really does help support the dance community to buy you know a pair of earrings or a lanyard with some cool stuff on it uh definitely breathable everything breathable cotton um I would not recommend anything that looks good but causes you to suffer because you will be wearing it long enough that you will wish you had changed. Oh, come to think of it, the one thing I can recommend is bringing some type of light sweater, sweatshirt, hoodie of some sort down to the ballrooms with you, knowing that if you take the lesson, you're obviously going to work work up a sweat, but also it can get cold in the ballrooms. So you can at least have that there for you as well. So many pairs of socks. <laughs> so many. Uh, I mean, definitely one pair a day, like at bare minimum. If you can do two a day, you'll feel better. Uh, I'm, I'm curious what you do about tape because I don't I don't use tape on my feet. How do you use tape? Is it preventative or is it more of a healing thing after you've you know worn them out? How do you use tape in a relationship to your dance shoes? Okay, so first and foremost, I use the brand KT Tape. I swear by it. I always get the Pro because they come in fun colors. I think right now I'm wearing royal blue. Um, and I will actually, preventatively typically, I will wrap where I'm known to get blisters. Um, I'll use that tape. And the tape itself is geared for, the, I think the the pro is from four to seven days. So typically, I waste the money and I will change it every single night because I shower at this, these, these kind of events every single day at least once if not twice um the last thing i want to do is feel gross and second guess if i smell good or not um so with that said i just take off the tape and i i you know redo it again um a lot of times the it's my pinky toe and then the first little toe 
um, that I tape. Every once in a while, I'll put a little bit on my heel just for security reasons, but typically I don't actually um, have that problem with my dance shoes. Um, other than that, I mean, after that, it's it's really just the other tips and tricks that I've learned along the ways, like using BioFreeze at night and... Um, I carry Tiger Bomb with me wherever I go. It's in my dance bag along with a couple pieces of KT tape um, just in case because stuff can happen. You never know. And at least I'll have, I'll, I'm prepared right then and there and I don't have to figure out how to get back up to my hotel room if I injure myself of some sort. Um, I use peppermint oil. I use, oh, highly, highly recommend. I soak my feet at night. Um, it's a great way to decompress. It's a lot of fun if you have roommates and you all just kind of sit on the round, the edge of the bathtub and all soak your feet in. You can kind of like recap your day and like what lessons you've taken and what you really liked about the day and um, the one lesson that you never thought you'd take and you ended up in that class. It's, it's a really great way to really connect and ex- share your experiences. And I know for you and me, it really helps solidify the memory as well when we talk it through it, which is one of the reasons why we love doing the recap episodes. Um, one of the cool things about the Westgate is they have a one of the shops they have in the hallways, and you'll understand once you get there, is a bath bomb shop. Now, it's the first time I did it last year. I went and I bought a bunch of them. And oh my gosh, my feet were in heaven. <laughs> I used it and I, there was a deal that they had. And I think I ended up only spending like $30 total, something like that. And I got like three or four of the big bath bombs. And then I got like four of the little teeny tiny ones that are supposed to be like more like coconut milk and soothing and like help... Um, uh, add in the moisture back into your feet um, stuff like that if like I really just recommend checking out that shop and using those during your trip because seriously they also have Epsom salt in the, the bath bombs themselves so it's going to help as well um, other than that I mean I, I tape as necessary so I like the idea of um, preventative <laughs> but injuries happen. So like, for instance, my shoulder. So, you know, my shoulder's been taped for the last couple days. Um, the other thing I can recommend is slippers. And the way I use slippers is a little bit different than what you would think. I use slippers during the day, during the workshops. And then I wear my dance shoes at night. And I bring my slippers with me just in case because I do a lot of dancing and at about one or two o'clock in the morning is typically when my feet are kind of like, I'm not loving these dance shoes anymore. They're not bad, but I'm not loving them. So I'll sh- change into my slippers and it's like walking on clouds. So I highly, highly recommend slippers. They are they are very good to you. Just obviously make sure that they're not like the ones that you just slide your feet in and like don't have a back because that might be a little hard to dance in. Um, other than that, do you have anything to add? Uh, in in addition to what you've mentioned for foot care, I would recommend sitting as often as you can. Like if you have idle moments, have them sitting. 
Uh, you mentioned putting your feet up uh, when we've talked about this before. That's even going the extra step. Like anything you can do to save your feet specifically for dancing will help you get through the overall event. Uh, also, you mentioned the um, the various things in the bath bombs that help like hydrate. And I think in general, hydrate. You're in the desert. Vegas is in the desert. And you will feel dehydration creep in um, slowly. Because you're in a hotel, you think, oh, everything's, it's all indoors, so nothing's going to get me here. And then the next day, you wake up with chapped lips, and you wonder, how did that happen? I didn't even feel how dry it was. It's dry. And it, uh, it, it pulls it out of you little by little. So just whenever you have a moment, sit. And then while you're sitting, drink some water. If you are the type to get badly dehydrated from drinking alcoholic beverages or sugary beverages or salty beverages, I don't even know how that would work. But um, anything that's going to dehydrate you, consider cutting back on it at least for this trip because you will feel maybe like sleeping in and then suddenly you're missing classes and you know if you're in the evening you know drinking and it hits you harder than you were expecting because of the environment then you're also missing social dancing so i mean definitely like have a good time if you're if you're from a similar climate then you know go nuts you know about it more than i would but um i know that that particular hotel at at this uh, location um will will make you feel like you should be constantly drinking water by like the third day uh let's see looking down the line go ahead one of the things i can kind of go off of the the resting while you anywhere you can is um we had mentioned earlier about the idea of like oh you have two classes in a row then you'll have an hour break because you decide that you didn't want to take any of that that hour um you can always grab your snack and go sit in on a class and still be exposed to a dance or how an instructor might teach things. And you're still going to get, you actually pick up tips and tricks and stuff like that so that, um, you know, you're exposed to it still and you're still getting part of the fun of just being there and being around people, but you might not be taking that particular lesson because you're taking a break or whatever. That is completely fine. Just be respectful to the people who are learning and try not to have like be on your phone or have a loud side conversation or anything like that. Um, But certainly expose yourself to as many of the teachers and dances as possible, even if it's one that like... You'd have no idea you didn't want to do it because it's, uh, you know, a, a rolling eight rhythm or something like that. And that's not what they do where you're used to. Um, sit down and actually just expose yourself to it if it's during a break hour or something like that. Or on the opposite scale, if it's, you know, some crazy, funky, you know, 160 count dance that you're like, uh, no, sorry, I'm no Shane McKeever. Um, still sit in his class and listen to how he talks. And I mean, for me at one of the events, I was taking a break and I was listening in on Fred Whitehouse teaching. And before I knew it, I was up on the floor taking the lesson. I've also sat in on other classes where I was laughing hysterically with them at the jokes that they were saying, but I was just enjoying myself on the sidelines. So you never know what can come from just being inside 
one of those rooms as opposed to walking all the way back up to your hotel room for, you know, the half an hour that you're going to get by the time you walk up and walk back. Um, another great spot to sit and just expose yourself is going to be the lobby. And when I say the lobby, I'm not talking about the hotel lobby. Doug and Jackie, I don't know where they came up with this idea. I don't know if it was suggested to them or what. There is a central room where all the vendors are that has a dance floor and it's called the lobby. It's got tons of seating. It's got the all request dance floor. So it's a great place to go and get all your requests played throughout the day. It goes all day long. It goes even through the shows, which we'll mention a little bit later. And it has like that food kind of vendor cafe style at one end of it as well. So you can get food. It is kind of your central hub, especially if you're going with a group. It's a great place to be like, well, I'm not taking any classes this time, so I'm just going to be in the lobby. Or, hey, you're going to go take so-and-so's class. I'm going to take this person's class. Let's meet in the lobby afterwards. It's a great place to meet up. It's a great place to meet new people. And definitely while you're in the lobby resting or enjoying yourself, be approachable. I'll let you actually embellish on that one a little bit. I find that my neutral face is just, I'm happy to be here. I just kind of keep that at the top of my mind. First of all, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, you are always assumed that you are always in the background of somebody's photo. And the line dance community is small, so even if the person who's taking the photo doesn't tag you on Facebook, somebody else who does know you probably will. So just consider that you are always going to be on camera somewhere. Um, and if you just keep that in mind, it will remind you, like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't be scowling. I'm happy to be here. I saved up to come here. And I'm, I've got all my friends. I'm, I'm here with people from all over the world. Even if you're tired, you just focusing on the positive will help everybody else keep their energy up as well. Because somebody can be having a great lunch day and then they look over and they see you and they're like, oh, um, Okay, uh, I wonder what's going on with them. Now they're knocked out of their happy mood that they were just in. So if you do have time that you're hanging out in the lobby, you know, as opposed to you know staring at your phone or uh, just kind of sucking yourself into a, a world of a book or something that's completely and obviously solo, look around and just be open to whatever might come your way. Uh, if you have headphones, you know, maybe pull those out so people can say hi. Be sure that your name tag is where somebody can see it. If they want to say hi and you know, maybe you guys talked before but they feel embarrassed because they don't really remember your name and they were hoping somebody else could introduce you and and yeah, all, all of that gets eliminated when the name tag is there and they can pretend that they remember your name. And instructors, I find are also open to being approached uh, if they have that kind of body language. So don't be afraid to go up to them either. Like if you are looking around and, you know, watching a dance that's off on the other side of the room and you see that somebody else is, even if it's, you know, Miss Joe Thompson Samansky herself, who's just the biggest sweetheart in the world. Uh, if she's watching the dance with interest, then, you know, maybe go up and say hi and be like, wow, what dance is this? You know, uh, do you know who choreographed this one or what's the name of the song? Always be open to um, 
to answering other people's questions about you know the dance world because that might be their segue into making a, a connection and definitely use that yourself if you don't know what to say to somebody uh, if they have a cool shirt say hey that's a really cool shirt love the way you blinged up those earrings uh you know, I, I liked the way you did that da- that last dance. You looked like you were having so much fun. So many ways to say hi to a complete stranger when you're all at a dance event together. Uh, building on something that you were saying earlier about uh, sitting in on classes, uh, also prioritize which classes you're on your feet for. Because while you can sit through a whole bunch of them, you'll probably want to keep it to about three a day that you actually stand and go through the, the physical motions of, uh, and when you were mentioning that, uh, the lobby is a good place to get food budget for that. Definitely. Because I, I would say it's very reasonably priced, uh, compared to, you know, renting a car and driving around, you probably are not going to need a car rented for this event, but, uh, you are going to need a little bit extra money just for all the fruit cups and yogurts and breakfast burritos. They, they add up. Um, Uber Eats is another one where you know, you'll you'll need the money for the delivery cost and the tip and all that other good stuff. Um, there is a service offered by the hotel where if you call ahead, um, I think before 2 a.m. and you tell them uh, we don't need room service, they will give you a voucher for I think like $10 of free food. And that's each day. Yes. So you have to call you have to call each day and decline room service for the next day. Now obviously you can always ask for new towels or something like that, uh, you know, throughout the day, but for them to actually come through and clean it, they will give you the voucher if they don't have to do it and that gets you that voucher works at that little cafe that I was talking about earlier. Oh, and this sounds totally obvious to say, but remember to eat. <laughs> the body needs food. Also, along with the approachability, smile. Just if you don't know what else to do, just walk around and smile. Um, oh, and uh, this kind of goes along with what I was saying about the um, uh, the willingness that people tend to have to answer your questions about dances. Uh, there's a saying in the, uh, I guess, school world Uh, ask three before me, where teachers who don't want to be bugged will encourage students to ask each other questions as opposed to going to the teacher with every little thing. So if you have a question, say, that you are tempted to ask the DJ about, um, consider asking a friend in the room or a new friend in the room or an instructor or anybody else because the DJs are very busy and they're watching for everything, and they're planning six dances ahead, and trying to think, okay, how can I keep people in the room? How can I keep that choreographer who just walked by in the room? And any time that they have to be diverted from that, kind of resets their awareness, so that after they've answered your question, yes, they're happy that they helped you, but they also now need to start over and reassess who is where, what do I need to prepare for? So, ask your friends, ask new friends give the DJs a little bit of room. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So this is a little bit on the, haven't really touched it yet. Um, Definitely ask people around you who have either a been to the event before, even who haven't um, like what they've heard 
about certain instructors teaching styles like if they, if they really recommend certain instructors or um if you're looking for like a workout kind of class like you really want to challenge yourself like who would be the best person to take a lesson from or if you're looking for someone or something that's along the lines of like that pretty and elegant what dances would they recommend that are there um and really just talk to the people around you find out like what styles of dance they like and what's their how many times have they been to this event or where where are they from and uh, certain things like that, and you're going to get a whole variety of answers. Um, another thing to keep in mind, and I say this be very, very careful because the instructors are extremely busy during Vegas. But something I learned not but a few months back, I think it's, it's almost a year now at this point, most instructors will give private lessons. So you can always talk to an instructor and ask them if they have time for a private and what their going rate is. Obviously, it's going to differ for each different instructor. And, you know, some of them might not have time because they have all the show practices and they already have privates lined up and they have 20 teaches alone. Um, so don't take that to heart like you did something wrong. But it is something to consider. Um, I would highly recommend going in and, like I said, at least sitting, if not actually participating in the lesson of at least, you know, four or five different instructors per day and try not to stick with just one because you're going to get such a different variety of teaching styles and jokes and seriousness and just fun experiences all the way around from all of these different instructors. Um, and then from there, you might consider, well, if I see them at another event, I can do a private. So you might not take a private this event, but maybe because you fell in love with teacher XYZ, you're like, I really, really want a private lesson from them. I want to learn how to do this one thing or you know, whatever the case may be that they were talking about in their class and you want to better upon it, you know, you can talk to them. Um, one of the other things that I highly recommend is watching the demos. So the first two nights typically, and I'm assuming it's going to be the same this year, the first two nights, they're live demos. So they're in the ballroom in the evening and the instructors who are demoing for Wednesday will demo Tuesday night and so on and so forth, something like that. Um, after that, there is they go on to the TV channel. I unfortunately do not recall what the channel is, but you can watch all the demos on the TV after the first two nights. Um, but it helps to figure out like what the music is and watch what how the instructor is dancing it and if there's any kind of movement in it that speaks to you or if the song speaks to you then it's an easier way to help you mark your schedule for dances you want to learn or take or just be exposed to uh building on what i was mentioning earlier about the djs i'm not sure how people do their requests at home i would recommend here at vegas keep it to the list 
if you are in the main ballroom, there is a strong possibility that what you request will not get played, particularly if you request it, counterintuitively enough. There is an all-request ballroom. Um, in the main ballroom, they're juggling so many things, mostly which instructors are in the room, which of their dances do people know that haven't been played yet. And if you bug them, they will remember. <laughs> uh, they're good people. Hang out with them outside of you know when they're working, and you'll you know you'll hear some cool stories. They're they're very neat uh, folks. Uh, when they work, though, they seriously work. So if you are used to writing the dance name on the list in giant capital letters with a bubble around them, with a weird uh, I don't know cursive font. Resist that urge, because that will make it less likely that that dance will be played. Uh, they really try to balance out everything when they consider um, upcoming tracks. So just make it look like every other dance on that list. And if they see that and they think, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, they'll play it that easy. I would not recommend getting in their face and saying, hey, why haven't you played this one? I requested this an hour ago. That is a that is a, a bad idea. <laughs> you will want to not do that. Um also, you never know when somebody is going to come up out of nowhere and say, hey, there's this thing you should check out. Uh, you know, All of us are going to go do the thing that's over there. Bring street shoes just in case. I am the type to just wear my dance shoes all day because I figure I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. You can tell me about all kinds of cool adventures and I'm still going to be dancing. But you never know. If you're a first-timer, uh, really just get as many varied experiences as you can in the six days or however many days you're there and be ready to give contact info so that they can contact you. People can contact you when something cool is about to go down. And uh, you know, like I said, if, if you're budgeting for a, a spontaneous dinner somewhere that you weren't anticipating before and you thought, oh, I'm just going to have chips all day so it's going to be cheap. Like, be ready because you'll want to go to that dinner and you can't you can't redo that after it has passed. You know, these moments are fleeting and everyone does not just casually meet up like this, you know, every other weekend. This is a big event. This is a, a big deal that all of these people are there. And that's just, I mean, that's even something I would note on its own is just, um, take a couple of moments over the course of the event to say to yourself, wow, this never happens. I'm sitting with so-and-so right now and we're casually talking about this thing. And that that wouldn't happen any other time of year in this specific combination. So be ready for everything and bring your shoes. So to kind of go off the DJ thing, um, one, I said it earlier very briefly, but I'm going to say it again. The line dance lobby is really the place to go to get your requests played. Yes, it's during the day typically, um, but they're they're a whole lot more open to the lobby experience being random obscure dances or repeat dances um, as opposed to the main ballroom. Because again, like the main ballroom, a lot of times they're going also play, making sure that the dances that were taught earlier that day that were intermediate and above are being played. And like you said, which instructors are in the room? What are their more popular dances? They're, they got so much to juggle. There's also the um, more beginner-friendly room as well. So there's, that's a great place to go and just 
pick up some dances on the dance floor, get out and try those. Like seriously, try them. If you mess up, you mess up. No one's really going to care. Just try not to collide into anybody. And if you do, you made a new friend. Um, but the line dance lobby is really the place that I've noticed where a majority of their requests can get played. The main advice I have for you is know the dance and the song just in case in case it's something that they've never heard of but they do have a song because there's a different dance to it um and be comfortable with the idea that it might just be you or you and some of your friends dancing it alone so if you have if you're going with a group of friends chances are you guys know a couple of them together so get a few ahead of time that you know that like the four or five of you can do and you guys want to do um and get those down in the lobby and you'll have a blast. Um, one of the rules I generally have is I don't request a dance unless I know the dance for sure. Or I know one other person that knows the dance that can lead it that I can follow. Um, and I do that just because people are going to try and jump in and they're going to try and follow these dances too. So if you have at least one person on the dance floor that can lead the dance, request it. Definitely. Um, it's a great way to get exposure to other dances and for them to get exposure to your dances. Um, I think it's a great idea. One of the other things, um, because there are so many ballrooms, at night during social dances, they are really, really smart. And they have a bunch of different projector screens up for dances that are played not only in the room that you're in so you know the upcoming list but also in the other dance rooms so if you see something in one of the other rooms on the list feel free to duck out and go and dance it in that room and then jump back in the other room I mean I don't know how many times last year I was passing my friends as we were running to the opposite rooms to get opposite dances um you know, it, it became a game after a while. The other thing is, like I said earlier, jump in on these dances. Try them out. Obviously, if it's a harder dance and, you know, you're talking like even the bounce by Joe and Scott or one of Shane McKeever's dances. I mean, it's worth a shot. Just try and be out of people's way when you're trying to learn it because the last thing you want to do is collide with someone and not only hurt yourself but hurt them. Um, but the beginner dancers or dances, generally speaking, um, are a lot of fun. They have a lot of energy and they're very accessible and there might be one or two movements that you struggle with, but... They have some great beginner dances out there that a lot of people can pick up. And you know what? It's a great way to meet friends, too. Like, I don't know how many times I tried to follow someone in the lobby and afterwards ask them, what was that dance called? That was really cool. Thank you for leading that kind of thing. It's an easy icebreaker. So I highly, highly recommend that. Um, it's a great way for you to actually even figure out dances that you want to take back home. And whether you teach them or you ask your teacher to teach them or you send, you know, the information to your friends because they're dying to find out what dances they should be learning. Um, then a group of you can practice it at home and keep those dances that you're working so hard to get. So I know this is something you are very familiar with. You mentioned, uh, you know, p having people uh, wall lead 
What exactly is wall leading? I've seen you do it uh, at Dancing for the Dream, um, any really any event in general where you are confident in the dance. What is uh, wall leading compared to like teaching the class itself? Okay, so obviously teaching the class, you're up on the stage or up in front, and you're breaking down the steps, and you're calling out all the steps. Wall leading for me is just because I generally either A, already know the dance, or B, I am a little bit more of an advanced dancer in the sense that I can pick up dances pretty quickly. So if I am on, say, a side wall, if it's a four-wall dance, or the back wall... Um, I can what's called wall lead. So that means when people turn to face a new wall or turn and, you know, now we're doing it to the back wall, they have someone who is confident and strong in the dance that they can follow. So a lot of times I'll also put up my hands, like if you need to go to the right or go to the left or go forward or go back um, and do stuff like that. It also helps... Um, now, it's a little bit different when you're, say, a brat, which is a back row assistant teacher, which is what I do. I've started with you first um, before I became an instructor. Is it, It's also, it's like a step up, I'd say, from a wall lead because people look at you and they'll ask you questions and then you can direct it to the instructor. Um, I've done it with you a couple times. I'm like, Chris, can you show that one more time? Or Chris, can you break this down? Or um can you repeat that last eight count um, or a little bit slower or we didn't quite see what you were doing with your feet. Can you come out and show people in like a look circle, which um, we got from Michael Barr and you know, like stuff like that. That's, that's where you get to be a brat. So you're helping assist the instructor so that everybody on the floor gets it. Whereas again, a wall lead is just kind of someone that's just strong and confident in the dance that's on the outside. So when people turn, they're not breaking their neck trying to look at the instructor. Um, I also know a great thing to do is when you are really, really, really confident in the dance and you know the dance inside and out and it's like your favorite dance ever and it's uh, ideally for me, um, it's a beginner dance. I will tell people who are sitting on the sidelines, no, no, seriously, you can get this dance. It's really, really easy. And I will actually call it for people um, around me as we're doing, you know, walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch, side, touch, side, do whatever the dance may be. I'll call it for them so that they can kind of follow along and watch my feet at the same time. And then they're out there trying a new dance, having fun. And it's, I mean, I don't know how many times people have come up to me and been like, thank you so much. That was so much fun. I'm so glad you got me out of my seat. And again, if it's something that you're confident in, by all means, go for it. Just also don't feel bad if nobody gets up. Uh, I would recommend bringing some of your favorite beginner dances from home because if somebody requests a dance in the lobby and three people are doing it and there's all that space and people want to dance, just teach them a dance on the spot. Turbo teach it. And uh, also you would be surprised at how many dances you know and how many you regularly do at home that you forget as soon as you arrive at the event. <laughs> so write those down and be ready to request them when you get there. Also, uh, there are tables where 
people will post information about their upcoming events. As you were mentioning, you can do a flyer or you can do a, a private uh, at another event. And by collecting those flyers, you can track down exactly where to find your favorite choreographers. All right, I think now is a good time to pause for this week, and we will resume next week with a part two on Vegas Dance Explosion Survival for the first timer. (laughs) Sounds good. Until next time, we will see see you you on on the the dance dance floor. floor.